0: Uh, there's a passage, it's one of my favorites, actually. It's a little story that happens right before Jesus arrives in Jerusalem for Holy Week. And so it's actually one that we had planned to uh, use this particular morning, even back, uh, you know, in Ancient of Days a month ago, when we thought maybe we'd be able to be back and worship together. Uh, but it still is appropriate. And again, it's one of my favorites, a guy named Bar Timaeus, which... In the biography of Jesus by the author Mark, he uh, helpfully translates for us, bar meaning son of, uh, Timaeus, who is a blind beggar by the side of the road in the town of Jericho. Again, Jesus is on his way to Jerusalem for what we know now as Palm Sunday, where he knows he's not going to finish the week alive, and he's been in Jericho and now he's walking out the other side. And here's the encounter that, he, that Jesus has with Bartimaeus. It's Mark chapter 10, starting in verse 40. Uh, sorry, um, 46. And they came to Jericho. And as he was leaving Jericho with his disciples and a great crowd, there was Bartimaeus, a blind beggar, the son of Timaeus, who was sitting by the roadside. And when he heard that this was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Many of those around him rebuked him, telling him to be silent. Shut up. But he cried out all the more. I mean, he's a blind beggar. He knows how to be annoying. Son of David, have mercy on me jesus jesus hears him jesus stops and jesus says to the people around him call call him call him over and they call to the blind man blind man saying to him take heart get up he's actually calling you and throwing off his cloak he, he sprang up and and came over to jesus and jesus said to him do you want me to do for you? And the blind man said to him, Rabbi, let me recover my sight. And Jesus said to him, Go your way. Your faith has made you well. And immediately, Bartimaeus recovered his sight and followed Jesus on the way. This is the word of the Lord to us this morning. It's a funny thing. My my kids have no shame whatsoever in asking for dessert after dinner. Just just no shame. And there's a, there's a standard rule in our house that to get dessert, and we don't have dessert every night, by the way. But when dessert is on offer, the the rule is pretty simple and pretty straightforward and pretty consistent. That to get dessert, you need to eat what's been on your plate. It's okay if you don't eat everything on your plate on a regular basis, try it by, it, that's fine. But if you want dessert, you need to eat what's on your plate. You don't get to shove aside your mashed potatoes, which even though it's dad's favorite food and dad would happily eat them for you, but no, you don't get to shove the mashed potatoes to the side and replace the mashed potatoes with ice cream. I will eat your mashed potatoes for you, but that does not get you ice cream. But nonetheless, it's an interesting thing, right? Like my kids have no shame in asking for dessert even when they know that the answer is probably going to be no dad can we have dessert mom can we have dessert because they know that we love them and we will provide for them and out of our love for them maybe maybe just just this maybe once we'll we'll make an exception and maybe leave a little bit of food on the plate and that's okay now ice cream's not that big of a deal right it's uh, you know, a few cents worth of product out of the bin from the freezer and I suppose a trip to the grocery store to get more when it runs out. But there are times when we make requests of each other and they, they matter a lot more, right? They're, they're more costly. I remember a friend from seminary who was sitting down, with, managed to get an appointment with a professor who was a very busy guy. He was in demand as a speaker. He had writing projects. He had a full class load actually that semester. He was supervising PhD students, he had a lot on his plate. He had a lot going on. And so, but my seminary classmate managed to get an appointment, sat down, had a couple of questions, specific questions to answer, and was getting up to to go because he'd, he'd had his 15 minutes. He had his questions answered and he was about to get up to go because he knew that this professor was a very busy man. But this professor was also a very wise and caring and empathetic man. And he sensed that my friend had maybe a little more going on than had come out in that first 15 minutes. And as my friend told me the the story later, with this very busy professor, with any number of other things that were important to go tend to, professor, seeing that my friend was about to get up to go but sensing that there was more going on, reached his hand across the desk, leaned forward, grabbed my friend's hand and said, Take my time. Take my time. Take my time. And this story of jesus reminds me very much of that encounter because jesus has important things to go and do if you work through the chronology of this jesus is either in a hurry to get from jericho up to bethany so in time for the sabbath to begin before then resting for sabbath and then going into jerusalem or it seems more likely is trying to make it from jericho all the way into jerusalem And see the temple that night before the week begins. In other words, this is early in the morning on Palm Sunday. And Jesus has things to do that day. He's an important person, doing important things. And here's this blind beggar by the side of the road. As Jesus and his disciples and this great crowd are leaving Jerusalem. this blind beggar in simply shouting out shouting out making himself annoying getting Jesus attention Jesus is willing to be interrupted he stops this whole procession Jesus has miles to go to do what he's going to get done that day Jesus stops the crowd stops profession the procession calls to Bartimaeus takes the time, gives the time to this blind bear. Now Bartimaeus has heard about Jesus. When he cries out, he hears it it's Jesus of Nazareth, and then he, he uses a, a title for Jesus that hasn't been used yet in the Gospel of Mark, Son of David. Bartimaeus has heard the stories, he's heard the conjectures, people talking about, could this be the Messiah, this this son of David who's going to come and restore the kingdom of Israel? And he's certainly heard the stories of Jesus healing. Jesus has healed other blind men. Jesus has healed other blind women. He's healed lepers. He's healed all kinds of people. He's taken the time for others. And Bartimaeus hopes beyond hope that Jesus will take the time for him. So he shouts out, Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on me. A miracle of miracles, Jesus does. There's something I I hadn't noticed here in this passage before, working with it for, for this week. I don't remember it ever jumping out at me anyway in this way, but. Bartimaeus doesn't just say, I'm a blind guy, I want to see. He specifically says, Lord, I want to recover my sight. At some point earlier, Bartimaeus had seen, and then disease or accident or whatever happened, he, he went blind. And the words in the story that Mark gives us here it is that when Jesus healed him, Jesus says, recover your sight, have sight again. Have sight again. Friends, we're in a Bartimaeus moment. We, we have needs. All of us have things that we want. And for some of us, it's the obvious thing of physical healing, the same thing that Bartimaeus is asking for. Lord, recovery of health for my life. For some of us, it's the anxiety of of what the future holds. Lord Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on me in my fear. For some of us, we may be in a, a middle of just a period of doubt. What is God doing with all of this? What does it mean that this is coming? And what does it mean that it doesn't seem like the worst is even here yet. It just keeps getting worse for us and so many other places in the world. What? Lord, recover my faith and my sense of, of, of your goodness and your care for, for me and my world. Friends, we have all kinds of things. The different ones of us are in a position to be crying out to Jesus for and here's the good news Jesus is one who will take the time to pause and give you his time and attention anytime that you cry out to him in fact there's a long Christian tradition more so in the Eastern churches so the the churches of Eastern Europe and the churches of the Middle East and, and northern Africa there's a long tradition of crying out, specifically using Bartimaeus' words, Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on me, and then adding these words, a sinner. Becoming a a way of of praying out just throughout the day at any time that we sense a need, Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on me, a sinner. And this can become for us a, a way of us just reaching out. You don't need fancy words. You don't have to use these exact words, but just cry out to him, reach out to him. Jesus hears you and will give you the time and attention you need from him. Friends, we don't know what the future holds. We don't know what is coming tomorrow, let alone next week or next month. We don't know if we'll be able to leave our homes on a regular basis in two weeks or four weeks or eight weeks. We just don't. But here again is the good news. This one who will give you all the time you need is here with you and accessible to you now. Just reach out to him. Ask him and he'll give to you. He's good. He's kind, he's strong, he's patient, amen. Please join me in prayer. Lord, we are so grateful that your giving to us is not dependent on us somehow measuring up. That You give and you give and you give and you give, and you listen, and you hear, and you invite us to not just speak up to you, but to open ourselves up to you, and receive back, to enter into conversation with you, so Jesus, do that for us, open us up, speak to us, send your Holy Spirit to be with us, to be in us, as you promised that we would know you and rest in you and trust you whatever whatever our future holds lord we pray for our ourselves our friends our loved ones who have fears of their own fears of disease fears of poverty jobs that are ending bank accounts that have shrunk investments that have melted away fears for our country and our world Lord Lord we pray your provision and your comfort and we pray your strength in our time of need and your creativity to know how to to reach out and and care and to be part of, of even your answer to our prayer Lord we pray for frontline medical workers we pray for the janitors and custodians and trash collectors and everyone lord who delivery drivers who are keeping us safe and fed grocery store workers in this time of, of our collective need lord your blessing your provision your protection for them and for all of us lord your provision for for us and all your church Bring us to prayer. Bring us to cry out to you. And then give us what we need to give to others our time, our attention over the phone or video or email or text or other ways we just reach out, leave a note, mail a note. Lord, give us compassion for those who are in need and again, creativity to know how we can meet that. And Lord, bring us All of us our nation and especially your church Jesus through this time stronger and more connected to you free from our fears in in new ways we pray all of this learning always from the words that you taught us when you were here with us physically the way you taught us Jesus to pray saying Amen.